0: From the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network, welcome to Homeschooling in Real Life, the podcast with your hosts, Andy and Kendra Fletcher. As veteran homeschooling parents, Fletch and Kendra discuss topics that tend to divide and distract Christian homeschoolers from each other in the gospel. The Homeschooling IRL podcast promises to be honest, transparent, and witty as they uncover what it means to homeschool in real life.
1: Hey, this is Fletch. And
0: this is Kendra.
1: We want to welcome you back to another edition of Homeschooling in Real Life, or what we like to call Homeschooling IRL, the podcast.
0: Yes, and you know, um, we've actually had to explain that to some people. Why is that? Well, I don't think everybody knows that IRL is one of those little uh, text speaks or um, internet abbreviations for in real life.
1: Like LOL? Well, yes. Homeschooling LOL? That's yes. what we should be calling this, Homeschooling <laughs> LOL. Um, so this is our fourth edition. We've had great success with our first three podcasts. We
0: have surprisingly fun success. We have been named one of the top ten k through twelve educational podcasts on iTunes.
1: really seriously, the top ten k through twelve how many other podcasts are in the top ten k through twelve educational podcasts? Three, three, yeah. So we're number five. Yeah, <laughs> That's not true. no, we've had a, a really great start with these podcasts. We've had a lot of great feedback, and that reminds me that I want to ask our listeners, mm-hmm. who we love, yes, to uh, engage us. Hi, mom. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you know we uh, we we speak about homeschooling and we speak about real life, so we're willing to talk about either subject. And we've had some great ideas. We have the first ten to fifteen podcasts already planned. We do with topics uh, that. Some have come from our past and some have come from our listeners, and we have maybe the first 10 shows, 15 shows, already planned, and those are based on experiences we've had as well as uh, suggestions from our listeners.
0: Yeah, we've got a lot of good stuff coming up. I'm excited. The other part that maybe you don't know if you're one of our listeners who's downloaded our podcast from iTunes is that we do have a presence on the web at ultimateradioshow.com, where we post a blog post with every episode, including show notes. So if we reference something in the podcast, you can click over there and find out what it was we were talking about.
1: Sure. So you can leave comments there. That's one way to reach us. You can reach us on Twitter and how yes. do they tweet us?
0: You can tweet us at homeschool IRL on Twitter or Facebook.
1: Yeah. You can get t- us at facebook.com slash homeschooling IRL. And we're excited to announce that soon we will have our own separate webpage for homeschooling IRL. We
0: are and we've got a lot of good things planned for that. It's going to be really um a big resource we're hoping for you, not just the podcast but lots of other great stuff including free things.
1: Free stuff.
0: Yeah, we're giving children away.
1: <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> wow, that is real life. Hey, no, uh um, Oh, I'm just kidding. We have a big show planned I for know. you today. What you <laughs> She's kind of kidding. Oh, that's funny. Our kids don't listen to the podcast. Um, we have a a great show planned for today. This is a good episode. We are talking about homeschooling will save your children. Well, maybe, maybe not, but we'll, we'll talk about that. Do you believe that? Keep listening. Okay. Um, now, remember, this is a two-part episode. Uh, we're going to be spending uh, this week and then a couple more weeks talking about this topic because we thought it was big enough. To share because this has probably been uh, one of the biggest changes in our homeschool. So mm. that's what we're talking about today. Let's get started.
0: Okay. Are you enjoying the Homeschooling IRL podcast?
1: Hey, have we come through with what we have promised to be real, honest, and witty?
0: You know, we're not the only homeschooling podcast out there.
1: No, we're part of a whole network of Christian homeschool podcasters on the TheUltimateRadioShow.com.
0: Yes, we are. And Fletch, what have you listened to this week?
1: I love to listen to Current Issues in the Constitution with Dr. Winnie Wilson. Really? Yeah. He is great. He, he, it's like you're sitting in a U.S. history and civics class. I think actually it's targeting high school kids, and that's probably why I love it. <laughs> that's great. How well, about you? What have you listened to? Yeah,
0: this week I listened to Hal and Melanie Young's podcast um, on raising boys to be men.
1: Hey, you're going to find something you like there. They are they're homeschoolers just like you, podcasting on topics that you will love. So, Hop on over, ultimateradioshow.com. Tell them that Fletch and Kendra sent you. So we're going to get to the homeschooling. We'll save your children part in just a second. But Kendra, why don't we start with what? What do you want to start with?
0: Well, I think it would be be smart to really quickly go back into why we even got into homeschooling. Because I'm going to tell you right now that the very first homeschooler I ever met was when you and I were dating. And so we were in college, and this girl was a high schooler at, um, the church we were attending at the time and we gave her no end of grief. This, this, she was a great girl, but we just remember, we would oh, say like um, every
1: good homeschool joke and I'm brutal at them, but I was <laughs> great. I, I asked her about hall passes. I asked her about bathroom, you know, if she could go to the bathroom, raise her hand, the prom, <laughs> yeah, everything that we had experienced in public school. I was looking for her counterpart.
0: Yeah, and yeah. we were just kidding with her. But um, but I remember thinking, and this was, you have to think back, this was in the early 90s. And in the early 90s, there really was sort of a stigma with homeschooling that went along with what? Do you remember? Denim jumpers and "Right for life t-shirts and all those things. And as I tell my kids now, you know, a lot of people wore denim jumpers in the 90s. It wasn't just the homeschoolers. But it kind of became this stigma that even today, We carry around. And I pridefully back then said, I don't want to look like that. I don't want to be like that. I'm not homeschooling my kids. They'll be weird.
1: Yeah. So how do we get into it? though?
0: Well, and that's God's little funny joke on my pride. Um, Well, at the time we had this four-year-old firstborn child and he, um, he was very what? Stubborn?
1: Yeah, he was very... He was the kid who needed to burn his hand to realize that fire was hot.
0: Right. Exactly. So he was um, very bright also, which is probably what made him that way. And um, I just thought, man, this kid in a kindergarten classroom is just going to be in trouble all the time. And so I said, okay, you know what? Why don't we just homeschool like a little preschool thing? And I did that. But the problem was he turned five in March and would have gone to kindergarten in September. And I had started doing some preschool stuff with him that January, right before he turned five. And by May, he was reading. So then I had a little bit of a, um, you know, a decision to make. Would I put this five-year-old who was bright, precocious, and often in trouble, um, somewhat innocently often in trouble, just because he was curious. Yeah, Yeah. great little kid. Um, And was I going to put him into a classroom where he was all those things, plus he was already reading, and, and so, one of thirty, exactly, exactly. And I thought this poor teacher's gonna pull her hair out because he'd be the one that you know would figure out how to open her laptop and have Indiana Jones streaming live through the classroom—that that kind of thing.
1: It'd be awesome! <laughs> Can't believe we didn't send him. I know. Awesome.
0: So we um, we said, okay, let's let's homeschool kindergarten, let's homeschool first grade, and kind of by then we had really developed an educational vision. We had begun reading about um, different homeschool. Um, approaches and things to education, and it excited us from an academic standpoint, really, initially. And then...
1: Well, the the funny thing about this was, uh, from a homeschool dad perspective, I was just going along with it. I really didn't have the vision. Wow. It was just, do it. Okay. It was working. Yeah, it was working. But it kept working, and somehow we kept getting a little bit more into theory and, um, and making this choice and being... Um, we were proactively defending our decisions. Is that a good way to say it? Sure. Yeah, because we were.
0: Well, and again, back you know this is um how many years ago is this? This is seventeen years ago almost, and so the, a lot of us homeschoolers were defensively <laughs> defending yeah. ourselves. Yeah. I mean, that was just you know yeah
1: just just being proactive and saying to, hey, this is time. why we're making these choices, and we I got on to a, a very. Uh, Busy lifestyle, you know, starting a dental career. And Mm -hmm. I saw people every day and they would always ask the questions about our kids and where they went to school. So we just found ourselves, again, proactively defending our position and then putting it out there as to why we thought it was the right decision. Yeah. But that kind of morphed over time.
0: It did. And I think subtly, subtly, as we began to to really hang out with the homeschool community and um, read what was being published at the time around Christian homeschooling, that we realized, well, no, we didn't realize at the time, but looking back, we realized that we had this sort of subtle mindset that had made us start to believe that if we were homeschooling, this was really going to be the answer to kids who turned out great. And inside of that is fear.
1: Yeah, so fear, would fear be a part of it? Uh, I, I don't know if it was so much that, except, and I don't know if that was that. I don't know if it was fear.
0: I think there was fear involved okay. because...
1: I the- I would say, let me just take my position. I think we, we were just surrounded by so much like-mindedness. Right. We had pulled so far away Yes. that eventually all of our friends were homeschooling. Yes. Everybody we went to church with was homeschooling. And not just that everybody that we hung out with at church was homeschooling, but the whole church was a homeschooling church.
0: Right. Yeah, that's true. But the reason I say fear is because I think there was some thinking, and maybe we wouldn't have recognized it at the time, but I think there was you know, this aspect of it that made us think, if we don't do this, we're going to mess up our kids. If we put our kids in public school, if we put our kids in the Christian school, if we are not the ones who are... Constantly discipling yeah. every single day. yeah.
1: But hold on. It's not just there. Okay. If we put our kids in Sunday school. Yeah. If we put our kids in youth group.
0: In sports. If
1: if they're not sitting next to us in worship. Right. Right. That's yeah. ultimately where we ended. Sure. So still fear? Yeah. Partially, I guess. Yeah. because
0: Because there wasn't <clears throat> an, an acknowledgement, at least for us, that the Holy Spirit was going to do his work in the circumstances he called us to. So instead of saying, "I wonder what so wait, God," so wait a minute. what say it one more time? I said.
1: So there was. I don't a... know what did I say. So there was an acknowledgement <laughs> of the Holy Spirit.
0: No, there was no acknowledgement of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Really, it was. It was moving forward in this. We have to homeschool. We have to homeschool. This is what's gonna. This is what's gonna produce kids that are godly and love the Lord and are discipled right. Blah blah blah. <laughs> Homeschooling IRL presents the hurlers treasure chest
1: products Fletch and kendra love that we think you will love too okay hey one of the things that we think the hurlers are gonna love
0: the hurlers
1: yeah homeschooling and real life followers <laughs> okay we're just gonna call them hurlers
0: <laughs> i thought this was a reference to hurley and lost
1: Ooh, that would be cool too. i know well hey one of the things we think the hurlers are gonna love other than just listening to us oh brother are gonna be the things that we love okay Hey, you know, uh, we're going to review and recommend things that aren't necessarily homeschool friendly only because there's a ton of places online where you can already do that. So mm-hmm. hey, these are real life things. Stuff uh,
0: we actually use. Yeah, stuff we
1: use and then love. Okay. And I talk about it a lot on the Mango Times. I review stuff all the time, things I love. But um, to hear us talk about them, that's mm-hmm. different. So I thought we'd start off this show with one thing I love. Okay. The Dollar Shave Club. We get no money from these people. We should. Dollar Shave Club, if you're listening, we should get some razors. We love, I love the Dollar Shave Club because for a dollar, you get razors. And when you sign up, and if you sign up under me, I get more free razors. Oh, brother. That's not what I'm doing. But for a dollar and change, because they have to send it to you, they give you a razor and, I mean, yeah, razor and five blades. Yeah. And then every month, they send you five more blades for another dollar. So I don't know how much you guys spend on razors, but I spend some, except Fletch. for this month.
0: Fletch's kind of hairy. Yeah.
1: Can you see that on the podcast? I don't think <laughs> you No. So for the month of Movember, I'm growing out my mustache to raise money for men's health. Ooh. And uh, so I won't be using my razors as much. Okay. But five razors a month for a buck. Yeah. That's plus a shipping. good deal. Yeah. So that's my review for, well, my recommendation. My review is they're awesome. They work, don't I have a smooth face?
0: Yeah. Oh. oh. Okay, and let's get past that sickening thing. <laughs> um, well, I don't know. I was thinking about all these great things I love, but my kids would probably say the one thing that I always have on hand always are those little Listerine pocket packs. But not the not the like spearmint, you know, nasty taste like toothpaste stuff. The cinnamon ones. You just take the little thing, you stick it on your tongue, it dissolves. It's like, wah, cinnamon. Perfect.
1: Yeah. So that's our reviews for the month. Cinnamon, Listerine, Pocket Packs, and the Dollar Shave Club.
0: Okay. So next week, can we do something that isn't hygiene related? Yeah.
1: (laughs) Well, if we ever talk about toothpaste, oh, I have some Uh, favorites. All right. All right.
0: back and we are ready to continue our discussion of homeschooling saving our kids but Fletch we haven't been very funny
1: No and so before we continue the discussion hey I'll tell you what why don't we just tell them where we are
0: <laughs> We are We are <laughs> Sorry
1: Just go along with us you can smell the deep smell of my father's polo cologne Woo Yeah we're out in my parents motorhome uh in the barn on the back end of the property and uh we're, we're out here by ourselves. We're trying to improve the sound and get a better recording for our listeners.
0: We are what are the kids doing?
1: you know i i who knows what our kids are doing? <laughs> They're probably in the house recording their own podcast. probably kind of like what we do when Mom and Dad are outside in the barn. Actually, we told them we were going out to the barn, and uh, no one argued. <laughs> <laughs> No, no, that wasn't a complaint at all. But like, okay,
0: bye. All their Halloween candy's been out and eaten.
1: Oh yeah, they didn't save any for me this year. I didn't get any of the Halloween candy.
0: Dude, you just didn't do it right.
1: And how was I supposed to do it? I'm well, sorry.
0: <laughs> the night of Halloween, you go in and get all the stuff you like.
1: Ah, I get it. So and the was... younger
0: the child, the more quick they are to forget they even had. I told that Christian
1: candy. that Smarties were medicine.
0: Right. <laughs> That did it.
1: So hey, uh we did just you know want to take a quick what?
0: Snickers or vegetables.
1: <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Um you know, we did want to take a quick break just mm-hmm. to laugh because this is a heavy topic today. It is. Uh and again, we're we're operating out of what? Two things. We're operating out of fear
0: mm-hmm.
1: and maybe pride.
0: Oh, I would say lots of pride. Okay. We were doing it right.
1: And suddenly we started to what is it, wake up? I'm out of a slumber, well, start to realize things.
0: Thanks, the Lord, yeah. I
1: think what happened more than anything is the Holy Spirit just started convicting us. Yeah. Now, and there were some people coming to church who were public schoolers. Okay. And I can remember a friend saying, oh, those are the hardest people to change. Ugh. And I can remember asking, well, what do you mean change? I said, Well, it's hard to get them to change from the public school model to becoming homeschoolers. And the sentiment was, because homeschooling's better, because homeschooling will provide better results, because homes, and then the list goes on. Yeah. But ultimately, as I dug deeper into this conversation, you had a better chance at children's salvation through homeschooling, as though that was the pivotal line.
0: Yeah, and what a dangerous philosophy, huh?
1: Yeah, and so the evangelism was no longer evangelism- to the gospel, it was evangelism to what we called a lifestyle.
0: Lifestyle. Absolutely. And
1: that is when I started waking up. And I remember the term lifestyle evangelism. And I remember blogging about it and I remember talking about it because ultimately we stopped evangelizing people with the gospels. In other words, we stopped saying this is what Jesus is like Mm -hmm. and started sharing. This is what we were like. And the pivotal thing of what we were like was homeschooling. Yeah. And by, by we, I don't mean you and me. Mm -hmm. I just saw this going on around us. Mm -hmm. We had a lot of people uh, in the homeschool community that we saw that were great evangelists for homeschooling. Yeah. And lousy evangelists for the gospel.
0: Yeah. And so then in what you end up doing is when people are coming to your church or your fellowship or whatever, whether they are believers already, or they are seeking, um, for the knowledge that you know you can give them, what you end up doing is instead of a, instead of showing people the freedom in Christ that they can have, the freedom from bondage to things that um, that ultimately will destroy their lives, we were putting things on people that weren't the gospel of grace and freedom and Jesus.
1: Hey, um, homeschoolers that are listening, put on your little homeschool seatbelts and get your. Um, homeschooling airbags in the car ready because I'm about ready to take us off the cliff. Um, no, I mean we've had critics, haven't we? We have. We've of had, of course. I, I mean, I think the fact that we blog, the the fact that we talk about, the fact that I've always been real mm-hmm. about this, and you know, provocative. I, I've called myself the stick poker on the Mango Times. You're so edgy. Yeah. Um, I like to hang off the edge, then I can pull people back. Yeah. Um. <laughs> So quick question, um, you know, I, not a quick question, but a statement, you know, as much as we've been criticized, Mm -hmm. I'm just going to tell you my entire time that I've been a homeschool dad and the entire time we've been involved with homeschoolers and, and churched alongside, alongside homeschoolers, I've never heard anybody say homeschooling will save my children. I mean, I'm not willing to go.
0: I'm sorry. I hate to burst your little bubble. Are you kidding me? Yeah. You've heard this? I was at a conference recently.
1: Okay. Kendra's going out on her own.
0: I know. Okay. So I was at a conference recently. You were not there. And a well respected in the homeschool, Christian homeschool community speaker got up to pray for the meal and said, Thank you, Lord, for homeschooling. We know it's going to save our kids.
1: Okay, so do you think they meant save as in salvation?
0: Knowing this person, I do not believe that is the thinking. But I did turn to the person next to me and said, no, it won't. Yeah. No, it won't.
1: Well, I mean, I I guess I just want to go, you know, what I want to say is I never heard this. I don't think... If you really cornered someone and okay, said but you- you're
0: saying salvation, okay, right, we'll salvation. save our kids. But don't you think a lot of us put a whole lot of stock in the fact that it's going to protect them?
1: Yes, but I, I guide let's them in define the, right way? the line between salvation, because that's what our right. critics do.
0: Right, yes. You really
1: right. think homeschooling, we say homeschooling? No.
0: But I don't think... Okay, I'm with you. Okay, nobody so no one, if you salvation. ask them, no one's going to believe right. that... um of course.
1: Um, yes, homeschooling will save... Our children will be saved to Jesus because no, we homeschool.
0: No, nobody does say that. I mean, but yes, I agree with you.
1: they do believe there'll be a better chance at saving them to salvation. Yeah. Apart from everything else right now do they have any validity let's turn about fair play can we
0: well why why do we why do we say homeschooling is such an effective thing for the christian family i mean there was the whole academic component and that's why we began homeschooling our kids right now we also were introduced to this idea that this was an awesome way to disciple them because we were going to have the best hours of their day. And I would say we still see that in our home. We do. That's
1: totally true.
0: It's absolutely true.
1: And if you have the option, why wouldn't you do that?
0: Right, exactly. Yeah, if, you, if that was your goal and you really wanted to disciple them, and, you know, this is an awesome tool to do that. However, my job with my kids is to be a discipler. And the best discipler who ever lived had Judas. Amongst his followers, so to put stock in the fact that this method of education or whatever is going to be the thing that that ensures that they're going to follow Jesus or that they're going to um, adopt Christianity as their faith because they love the Lord—that is false hope, right there. Sure. Yeah.
1: Sure. Well, I mean, ultimately, you look at the the two first parents, Adam and Eve. They had the best dad of all time. Yeah. And they made bad choices. Yeah, exactly. Um or I you look at the you look at the disciples. They spent all this time with Jesus. Right. And he would he would share a parable right. with his disciples. Yes. And then they wouldn't get it. Exactly. <laughs> so I mean I think ultimately that's what you're saying.
0: I am saying that because you can look at you can look at Peter and you can say Wow, all this time spent with Jesus and the night of Jesus's death, he says, oh, no, I I, don't, I wasn't with him. I don't know him. I didn't know him. And that's my point. We have these kids who grow to adulthood. We have discipled them. They have been at our sides. We have laughed together, lived together, cried together, you know, shown them Jesus, shown them our sin. Oh, you know, exponentially shown them, hopefully a heart of repentance, had them with us in worship. I mean, really, we've given them the very best of what we could offer them. And then something happens. They become adults. But prior to becoming adults, they become teenagers and preteens who suddenly begin to realize that they can make choices in areas of their lives. And even if you are a rigid, thumb-over-your-kids-lives homeschooling parent who doesn't give them a lot of freedom of choice, I guarantee you in their minds they're making choices
1: they're still and in
0: their hearts they're making choices and so that's the that's the kicker here they become adults who need to follow jesus or not on their own volition and it doesn't stand or fall on any homeschooling choice or not we made
1: okay so critics might say well then what is the homeschooling in real life podcast saying are they saying then That there really isn't a difference and you can just put your kids in any other setting and get just as good results?
0: No, I'm not saying that. I'm saying this is a tool and God has given it to us graciously. It's a gift. And I am so glad we've chosen this tool for our family. That has been a a wonderful vehicle for passing on our faith or for walking alongside our kids in tough moments. But to put our hope in homeschooling as being the thing that's really going to produce good kids that don't get pregnant outside of marriage or don't use drugs or don't end up in jail or who become Christians or X, Y, Z, whatever it is, that's the problem.
1: So going back to my conversation that I was in, the the ending of that is someone comes and you welcome them in and you find out. They public school, yeah. And you say, "Hey, great, good to meet you." You know, and you're you're still pursuing the same things as families, right? You're still pursuing Christ. You're still pursuing the gospel.
0: Yeah, and you know what else is interesting about that? Um, my brother and his wife homeschooled their kids for a lot of years, and then eventually, at some point, they decided to enroll them at the local Christian school. And I remember having this discussion with them, and and my sister in law was a little. Um, unsure that they were doing the best thing. And I said, you know, the the only thing I can see here that might end up being a little bit trickier is that you're just going to have to be more intentional about the time you are with them. Because we all know it's just the dumbest thing in the world to assume that your Sunday school program or your youth group or even your pastor's sermons or your Christian school are going to you know, be what is really um, passing on your faith to your kids or or,
1: Jesus's parables with his disciples.
0: (laughs) Yeah. uh, And so, um, that's, that's what it looks like to me is I can see that we have a whole heck of a lot of time, but you know what? I could squander that time just as well. My kids could be home all day long and my next door neighbor's kids could be at the Christian school or the public school. And I'm not spending any more great quality time with them than those moms are. Because I'm doing my own thing. Or because I'm annoyed by them. Or because... Whatever. Facebook? Yeah, Facebook. Yeesh.
1: Hey, Hurlers. We have a new segment of our show. Uh, we just want to break up some of our discussion with a couple fun segments. This one is called... Q&A with K&A. And we're going to rapid fire six questions, three each. And you know we're going to make it even more fun. You can email us or... Uh, send in your favorite questions that you think one of us should answer, and we will uh, will include those in further shows. Ooh. All right, so this scary. is Q and A with K and A. All right, you ready? I'm ready,
0: Fletch. I have three questions for you. Ready for number one? Number one, go. Okay, choose a movie title for your life story.
1: Woo, uh, Golden Boy.
0: <laughs> okay this is true because you always get the parking spot right in front of wherever we go it's true yeah okay so number two name of your first pet and the street you grew up on uh, no i'm not giving went, those name of your first no, pet and
1: the street those you grew are like on. password things
0: <laughs> i'm not giving those to name you name of your second pet and the second street you grew up on
1: uh my second pet um what was your name brandy brandy what brandy the sheepdog
0: Okay, well, no, what's the second street you grew up on? Oh, Brandy S-
1: Brandy Pacific.
0: Brandy Pacific, what's that person's occupation?
1: Brandy Pacific is, <laughs> she answers phones at a call center. <laughs>
0: okay, all right, very good.
1: For a clothing company.
0: Yeah, and the last question is, the last book you read in its entirety?
1: Uh, last book I read in its, oh, um, Prodigal God.
0: Okay. Excellent.
1: Okay. You ready? You ready for yours? (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Best date we ever went on.
0: Oh, best date we ever went on. I have no idea. (laughs) Okay, I'll say the very first date. We went to Togo's.
1: Ah, very good.
0: I had a turkey cranberry
1: sandwich. Second, rapid fire question. Go. Oh, I have to ask a question. Right. Um,
0: (laughs) It was turkey avocado, by the way.
1: Number 24. Yeah. On wheat. Okay. Um... Second question is um, your favorite app on your iPhone.
0: Oh, my favorite app, Evernote.
1: Evernote. Lame.
0: Evernote.
1: Quick commercial break. Evernote listeners, anybody that knows the Evernote company, <laughs> if Evernote would like to sponsor us, we are taking sponsors.
0: That's the theme.
1: All right. The theme, sponsors. Yeah. Uh, okay, third question. Yes. Are you ready? Yep. Your instrument is voice. Yes, my If you instrument. had to learn a new instrument, what would it be?
0: Oh, Harp. Mm-hmm. Harp. Yeah. Evernote. Do you know why harps? No. Because harpists get to play at things like weddings and like fancy events where they have good food. Oh.
1: So you'll play the harp?
0: So I can eat good food.
1: Wow. Yeah. Good. Hurlers, that was QA with K and A. Send in your questions. We will answer them online.
0: The Homeschooling IRL podcast is a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. For more information on this podcast, to contact your hosts, or to find other homeschooling radio programs, visit us on Facebook at facebook.com slash homeschoolingirl or on Twitter at homeschoolirl.